Welcome to Cornerstone's Pastors Podcast. I'm Pastor Scott here with Pastors Brian and Matt. Hello. Hey. And we are, you are, into week three, four, five, I don't know, something of the coronavirus quarantine. And uh, not only, if you're anything like us, you, you not only are having trouble remembering what day it is, but probably also what, what week it is. I thought yesterday was Friday. <laughs> I saw someone is selling an analog It's, it's Wednesday right now. It just has the days <laughs> on it. So you can look at the clock and just know what day it is. I, I, you know? I, which I was surprisingly helpful. I literally said, oh, the weekend yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole's like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I could be further off. That's, <laughs> That's as far much, away. It's about as, much as, yeah. as wrong as yeah. you can get. Yeah, which I'm sure Nicole thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, week, <laughs> weekend mat is way better than midweek mat. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we're in the midst of all of this, we are all spending uh, probably more time than we were two, three, four weeks ago on screens, right? We're getting our news from screens. We're getting our updates from screens. We're connecting. And I think maybe more specifically, we're connecting with one another on screens. There's there's maybe Zoom meetings for work. There's uh, Zoom meetings to connect with um, one another. I actually played Trivial Pursuit via Zoom with my brothers and their wives a couple of nights ago. Who won? Uh, I did. Thank you yeah, for asking. You did, yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, but by Congratulations. I, I mean, well, so here's the other thing. I actually had the benefit of having two like preteens in my house. Well, two essentially teenagers in my house who knew like half the answers. Wait, could, can't I you didn't. just cheat on like looking things up? You could. Oh, you could. You but could. I didn't. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> no, we won fair and square. How do we know? <laughs> I can call Jeff or John, and yeah, they, they could. I mean, you, you, Amir. Um, actually, Amir was sitting. Uh, not a mirror was behind me, but Amir Sarani, who lives with Sorori. <laughs> I mispronounced his last name. Who lives with us was sitting right behind me, and he was actually on my brother's team, so he was making sure we weren't cheating. But anyways, we uh, we played Trivial Pursuit, and all this to say. But you don't even have the physical little. So my brother pieces. had my brother had the pieces in the game board and like a, a camera on the game board. I know, but like and putting them on there, is he so would satisfying. hold up the card to the screen so that we could read it off for each other. Oh, I mean it. So today oh. we're going to teach you how to play different board games virtually. Tonight we're going to try to play uh, Ticket to Ride virtually. If you thought board games. We're terrible boring. in person. <laughs> Just wait until, wait until you until do them over a Zoom difficult. meeting. <laughs> well, so this, I mean, this is part, part of the point, right? Like, like Zoom is making uh, Google Hangouts, Zoom, whatever you're using. Like, it's kind of what we're using now to connect with one another. And it, it's not great. Like, it's not the same, right? Like, it's, it's, it's very different. But all I have to say, we're all spending a lot of, a lot more time on screens. Um, not, I, I think it's probably pretty rare to find at this point someone who's spending less time on a screen than they were a month ago. Um, Maybe there might be medical professionals or someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, and we love you and we do, and we're praying for you. Actually we did this morning and are continuing to, Um, but I think even for a a lot of medical professionals, I think for everybody, I think everybody's spending a lot of time on more time on screens than they did before. And so, 
I guess what I want to talk about is just some of the subtle dangers of that, some of the things we need to be aware of and thinking through so that we can actually evaluate how we engage with screens. And, and because I, I think throwing all caution to the wind and being like, well, this is just life now, um, we're, puts us in, in a really precarious and, and, and dangerous space. So what, what are, I mean, what do you guys see as some of the dangers of spending more time on screens that we just need to be aware of? As we, as we navigate this new season in life, where we, in some ways, just necessarily are spending more time on screens. Uh, so, there, on the one hand, there's a lot of reasons to be spending time on screens, right? I mean, I think that's all that's pretty clear. With this is the only way you're going to be able to communicate with people and have some level of social interaction. One of the dangers is that screens, in general, are used predominantly for entertainment, and they kind of have been in our history and so to spend more time on screens is to sort of lean into just being more passively entertained mm. um, whether those screens are social media refreshes or their netflix or tv or something like that um the more you kind of get rid of all rules and routines around what you're around screen time even as an you know as an adult Sometimes screen time is thought of for like kids, mm -hmm. but as adults, you know, we have our version of screen time rules too, whether they're explicit or not. And so when you get rid of all of that and it's just gone, all of a sudden you find yourself just leaning into sitting around, doing nothing, being entertained. And that comes with um, problems. Like that comes with, there's a danger to that because when you just kind of passively get entertained, one of the big things that happens is you find yourself kind of clicking off from the world around you. And so there's a temptation to that now because there's ways that you feel like you can't participate in the world around you the way you could before. Um, but sort of just uh, leaning into that so much that you just kind of give up on really trying to do anything. It, it can create kind of a false reality around you in certain ways. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's really good. I think that that's part of why I, I want to get at this because I think that there's a temptation that we can just dive into this new season and be like, well, this is just the way life has to be now and not think about it carefully, not consider it carefully, not even strive to, to set up some of those expectations and guidelines because um, that, that are actually probably all the more needed now. Yeah, I mean, some of the, the fact that there's a pandemic doesn't change the fact that like in normal life, quote unquote normal life, we struggle with the idea of rest and what rest is in general. And screens are oftentimes how we think about resting or resting time. And they're just not restful in the way that the Bible talks about rest and what rest mm -hmm. is supposed to be. And they can be a part of that. Um, but there's a kind of distractedness. And I, I like the way that you described it, Brian, um, the, the kind of false reality that it can create for you and it, the disconnection from the world around you. We already feel disconnected. We already are more disconnected now because we're not seeing people in person. We're not doing normal routines. It like can disconnect you even more from the reality around you in a way that's really unhealthy and un unhelpful, especially in the season. Well, that's where like the, I mean, screens are kind of like candy. Like I think, and, and that's true uh, in a lot of ways. Like there's a, when you're hungry and you grab, you know, gummy bears or something, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work like long-term and it, it doesn't give you the nutrition you need and it only propagates the hunger in a lot of ways. And screens are that way, especially for socially. So like there are ways that you, if, especially if you're someone who's not surrounded by roommates or family right now, like turning on a, a show can feel like you've got people in the room. <laughs> that sounds really weird, but I think it's true. Yeah. And there's ways that there's it, noise. 
Yeah, and and it or it, let's say you're kind of anxious or you're a little depressed or you're just kind of reeling or overwhelmed from all that's going on or from stuff that's entirely separate from the pandemic. There's a way that we feel like rest and relaxation and some sort of salve for all those emotions and feelings and responses can come from just I just want to sit down and watch something. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a way that that can be. I think Matt's right. That can be a piece of rest. But there's a truth that I think we've all experienced where when you're really, really overwhelmed, you're stressed out, you're tired or whatever, and you turn on a show and autoplay, you know, makes it go for an hour and a half or longer. You, you know the feeling where when that's done, you don't feel better. Mm. Like you don't feel more rested. And so if you can imagine like multiplying that throughout multiple days and weeks and months is not going to leave you at the end of this more rested, more aware of what's going on more in touch with God and yourself and other people, it's going to leave you just kind of like you ate a bunch of candy and never got any nutrition. Well, and you might be also eating candy while doing that too. <laughs> like it's like a double whammy. You might be eating gummy bears instead of eating healthy also. And so it's a, you know, it gets you on both sides. It's just fascinating the way that we feel, the thing that we look to quickly as a fix mm-hmm. ends up only making the problem worse. And yeah. that's something that's just worth being aware of because you want to be careful not to dive into that too deeply and find yourself in a bigger hole than you started. Okay, so so I, I, I think people struggle with this right like i think it's, it's it's one thing to be like and 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 they may even hear this and, and it and it it makes sense in one sense right it sounds like i mean to continue the analogy it sounds like you should eat your vegetables your fruits and vegetables <laughs> right like, like i mean everybody's like oh yeah i know i know but like what what's the alternative right like in a in a time like this when people are feeling that that hunger i mean i i think that there's there's maybe an we do have to, I guess I'd say this, we do have to in some ways, especially if it has to do with your job, you may have to be on a screen more than you were a month ago, just regardless. But I'm not sure that means that you have to uh, engage in passive entertainment more than you normally would, especially, and, and if that's something you've done just to just to, in one sense, like cope and get through the last few weeks, like I, I totally get that. But if we're looking towards like a longer term season here, right, that's going th- over the course of months, um, I think what what I hear you saying is that you, you might have to be on a screen more, but you don't necessarily have have to engage in passive entertainment more than normal. And 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 if not, what what yeah, what, what's what's the alternative? Like where where should we point people? Instead of being okay, I'll turn it off, and now I'm just sitting here. You know, yeah. What what does that look like in an isolated age? Well, I think you. So, if your life uh, or your sort of allotted time to various things, so to you know work and exercise and social, you know, and kind of and and screens in normal life is like a you know like a pie chart. So you kind of have these different things allotted. I think one of the things you're trying to do is not have the entertainment screen part just take up all the remainder that's left over now that we're quarantined. Mm. So like if a bunch of stuff got taken out of, <clears throat> out of the pie chart, you want other parts to expand too. So you want to, again, that's for people who have maybe that time, mm-hmm. but you want to be able to say, okay, like I want, I want to, I want to read a book. You know, I want to go outside and just be outside for a little bit. I want to maybe exercise more and get creative with that. I want to use some of my screen time that's expanding, not to just be more entertainment. So I didn't go from 20% entertainment to 80% entertainment. Yeah. I want to use that to play board games with people I know, to have mm-hmm. social interaction to, or to, to approximate social interaction. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say that what the goal is to not let entertainment be the thing that replaces everything that has extra room in your life now. It shouldn't fill up all the extra room you have. 
Yeah, I, well, I, I think that makes sense. I think, and I think that's, that's helpful. And I think that's, that's something that we're going to have to navigate, right? Person by person, situation by situation, day to day, week to week. But I think that that's, that's actually like a really helpful way to begin to think about and even evaluate how we're engaging, like how we're engaging with entertainment. The, the goal isn't necessarily like, you know, uh, to go back to normal in this sense, in this like old normalcy, but to evaluate, like, is this passive, is this passivity or this passive entertainment taking up? Like, is it the thing that I use to fill whenever any, whenever any other time opens up, right? Um, and, and well, yeah, and, and practically, like, I think that looks like, you, you, well, okay. So first, it's gonna, you probably are gonna increase the percentage of entertainment that you're taking in just given the situation we're in. Yeah. So just for people to like not freak yeah, yeah. out, yeah. like it's probably going to get bigger and that's okay. That's not like the end of the world. Um, the idea is that it shouldn't be the only thing that gets bigger and take up everything else. Mm-hmm. But then too, like I think it's worth mentioning just very practically, you, you're going to need to put in about three to 5% more effort to get something that will give you real rest on the front end than you would to turn on the TV. But I think if you can think about it that way, like opening a book feels like more effort. Mm-hmm. It just does than sitting down and turning something on mm-hmm. and letting it autoplay for you. And I get that and I feel it too. But the idea of kind of having it in your brain very practical, like I think that three or 5% is a worthwhile investment to have something different than just sitting in front of entertainment or scrolling through stuff or whatever over and over and over again. It's going to leave me feeling more rested. Like I'm going to get more back. And knowing that can, for me personally, helps me get in. It yeah. helps me get over the hump and say, no, this is actually going to feed my soul a little more, like in a way that's going to feel restful. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, what, what, what I hear you saying is that we, we need to fight for that, which is actually restful. Yeah. Right. And that does require a little bit of effort, which sounds weird because we're like, no, 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 no. This isn't supposed to be yeah. effort. I'm resting. Right. I'm supposed to be resting. Like, but, but it resting as the ceasing of all activity yeah, and ceasing of your mind rather than rather a, than an active kind of rest. Yeah. And I think the kind of rest God calls us to is an active rest that, that, that engages him, mm-hmm. right. That engages truth, um, that, that finds our rest and our hope and our peace in him. And I think, I think you're right. I think we know that, any substitute other than him um, leaves us still thirsty, right? Leaves us still hungry. It doesn't leave us rested um, when we when we repeatedly, at least, turn to those things for for rest. And I think, Brian, you're right. We know that feeling yeah. of binge watching something and not feeling better. Yeah. And yet there's still like this lie on the front end of it that says maybe this will help this time. Mm-hmm. And sure. And does. there's a balance there. Like there, some rest is passive rest. Some rest is taking a nap or watching a show. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But if that's all it is, it's going to end up draining you dry mm-hmm. internally and like in your soul and your emotions and your heart. Yeah. And it's just, you don't want that right now. Yeah. And so to, to, to know that it's just a little bit of effort mm-hmm. to get over the hump, to get something that really does refresh you internally is a really great thing to keep in, in your back pocket and pull it out when you know you need it. And, and I, yeah. I think this is why the, actually there's a lot of people who've been doing more things with their hands too, which is kind of interesting, like a lot more baking or cooking or things like that. My wife made bread. Yeah, bread. My wife That's and a my huge daughter thing right now, right? Made like sourdough bread, or, like or for whatever. the first time in yeah forever our marriage. For the first, I was I was referencing the, Frozen, for but the, the first the, time <laughs> in forever the. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Come for the wisdom and insight. <laughs> Stay for the singing. We have now gone into the unknown. <laughs> Stay for the show tunes. 
Boo, boo. How are, the, how are there boos in the background when there's no one else here? This is crazy. I'm still getting booed for my jokes. The, it's you guys booing at home. That's, what it, that's, that's what's what going is. on. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, I think there's something to be said about yeah. doing more things with your hands. I mean, doing things with your hands, yeah. doing things, you know, building stuff or whatever. Yeah. Or I, I, don't, I don't know what you do. What your Cardboard. What, I build stuff with cardboard. Yeah, that's yeah. What I give do. it, that's give that's it twenty four hours and then build like stuff with cardboard. Or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, something like um, there's something about that, and there's there's something I think helpful about that and restful about that in a weird way. Okay, okay. So, so, so I want to talk about I wanted to talk about screen time, and I think passive entertainment's a part of that, right? And I, I think that's really an, an important one, and I'm, and I'm glad we've talked about that. But I also want to talk about this weird disembodied communication we're engaging in by being on screens for all of our social interaction i hate it for all of our meetings right i, I hate it so much i i feel <laughs> the same way i mean i think in a lot of ways it's exposing the fact that technology can't ever actually replace the interpersonal engagement of of embodied so of one embodied soul with another embodied soul um in space time together right like there there's just there's no way to you can approximate it but you can't replace it um and and i think that's becoming clearer and clearer for all of us but at the same time i think because of the uh because of the, the nature of the world in which we're in right now because of the situation we're in i think love looks like communicating that way love looks like looking uh, engaging in an approximation not in the the real thing you know love doesn't look like you know what i forget it we're just gonna all get together physically anyways um love looks like engaging this way that's unloving that would be unloving yeah. uh but so in the midst of that as we should be engaging kind of in this disembodied communication what are some of the 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 dangers or, or potential consequences of that that maybe we should just strive to be aware of that that maybe we're not um, on the forefront of it seeing as we engage in that. I mean, I it's harder to, I think, pay attention to somebody virtually mm -hmm. and, like, really listen to them. I think it's easier to be distracted. It's easier to be looking at your phone or looking at something else or um, doing something else at the same time, like, mm -hmm. quote-unquote, multitasking, which is not really – a thing that we can really do it's mm -hmm. you know we're we don't multitask we just do other things poorly so if you're multitasking while on a zoom call or something like that which i'm guilty of you're just not listening well is all yeah. is, is all that is happening yeah. i think that is a hard thing because then it's already a medium that doesn't lend itself towards intimacy and then there's sort of this like half listening going on on multiple sides that makes it even harder yeah. i think yeah yeah, yeah I think the I, I think so what's interesting is you now that everyone's doing this, so you have kind of this this conversation happening out in the world and online about, and, and it revolves around uh, how difficult this can be, like productivity wise. It's interesting. It's all logistics. It's like, oh, this is hard because we're not in the same room, and it's easier to do that, and it's hard because you know people aren't muting themselves or whatever. Like, there's all these funny things that are happening. Which is just which makes it sound like the the real problem here is that it's getting in the way of our ability to be efficient. Um, but I haven't heard a lot of people in terms of like direct experience, like theoretically, sure. I haven't heard almost anybody talk about how it's not 
it's not the same and it's bad interpersonally. I've heard them talk about how it's not good efficiency-wise. And I think that there's something missing from that conversation. And, I, and that's true for a lot of how this works. These are going to be things that we don't notice right away because it's easier to see when someone's unmuted and how that's getting in the way of the meeting than it is how this is affecting us kind of as human beings. There's, it's a less direct effect. But it's a real thing because I think this kind of communication, uh, the reason why it's easier to multitask is because we just don't have a category for how to do this uh, and not turn people into objects. Mm -hmm. So really what ends up happening is like we're having this meeting, it, it just the medium itself, like mm -hmm. part of it's the meeting is to, we have to do this meeting because we have to get certain things done. And so mm -hmm. business-wise, that's how it looks for a lot of people who are still working. Um, but just the way we've used screens historically, the way they function is they're windows into something that we want, we want to get or we want to see. And that makes it kind of an isolating experience. And it makes it where what you're seeing and getting is built around kind of your needs, your productivity, your efficiency. And so it's going to teach us really subtly that all these interactions are about us mm -hmm. and they're in, uh, about us individually and not us together. And so I think that's one of the reasons why, to Matt's point, like it's just harder to listen well, because we don't have, we have to be very intentional to build that in. Like I'm talking with another human being who is an embodied person like I am in some, somewhere else, and they deserve my attention because of that. Mm -hmm. They're not a video on a screen that happens to be able to talk back to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and this, I mean, so, so this leads into, I think, a couple of the, the temptations and I think the, the struggles I see. One is, I think, related to this multitasking uh, temptation. I, I think it's tempting, increasingly tempting to be multitasking when on a screen because we can do all these different things. We do all these different things through this like tiny little, you know, uh, window in front of us. And, and so, I mean, I, I find myself, I, I think it, it, it lends it, it doesn't demand attention the same way a person sitting in front of you does, right? Like there's not the, it, it's not rude to your computer to flip uh, windows, right? But it's rude to someone who you're sitting in front of to like pick up your phone and look at it. There's a, or to, or to um, start talking to someone else when they're talking, right? But it's not rude to our computer to do that. And so we jump back and forth. And so, I mean, I find myself not only multitasking more when I'm on calls with people, but I find myself mul trying to multitask more when I'm off, which then floods into that because it, it, I, I'm just, um, my flesh in that sense is not, it, it fights against focused thought, focused thought, focused attention, I think in every sense, especially interpersonally. And to your point, Brian, I think that result, that, that lack of intentional thought and, and paying attention, it, what it ultimately does is objectifies, right? It turns people into uh, objects that we're utilizing that we need information from and then once we get that information we're like, like have you ever like you know gotten to a point in a call where you're like okay that's all the information I need but you're still talking so I'm going to start working on something else or yeah, thinking about something else me, or I feel that way people are doing that with this podcast <laughs> yeah, right, people now. Do it right now <laughs> now multitasking with a podcast is a little bit different than someone calling you you know totally. if you're cooking right now totally. you know you're good you're good <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. The kind of pod, the, the, the kind of multitasking I do. That that's that's okay. Just not the kind you do. You want to do this right here, right <laughs> now, <laughs> in front of everybody. 
but but no, but I, I want to get to this objectification thing because I actually think that there's more time on screens and the more we interact with one another th- through this in this mediated way, I actually think that it makes things like pornography more uh, more tempting. I think people are in this time they're like you know I'm on my screen already. I'm engaging with people already. What's a kind of engagement with a version of a person on, or, 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 or you know, a, a person on a screen that, that makes me feel good, that again gets to this like passive entertainment? I think it's, I think it's a really, actually, I think it's a really small leap from passive entertainment on Netflix to passive, passive entertainment in pornography. Um, and I think people don't appreciate how small of a step that is. Um, and then, fall into it and and then end up wondering what how did I end up here right like how did I how did I end up here when I you know I, I didn't intend to and I, I and I think that in a lot of ways this that this mediated season is going to make a lot of the hidden sins that people struggle with and battle with uh both more tempting and, and even a, a harder fight I mean it do you guys think there's there, there's something to that or um uh, absolutely yeah. i think there's absolutely something to that i think that the for several reasons i mean one just being 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 cooped up or kind of isolated is already a recipe for temptation and stronger temptation than normal in any of these areas um i think that when you're overwhelmed or your routines are upset that's also a recipe for temptation and i think that when you're finding yourself looking to solve some of those uh, issues of isolation and lack of routine and maybe anxiety and maybe being overwhelmed um, with a screen, it is a very small step mm. to, to go from, I need to look for a thrill or look for some rest through this version of entertainment to jump over to another much more sinful version of entertainment. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I, and I think that for a lot of people, like, and, and maybe they're like, oh, you know what? I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm not like going searching, like paying in some like hardcore porn site. Like, but I, I think there's lots of things that could fall into that category of pornography that, that, that we're seeking out for um, some form of visual or even emotional uh, sexualized gratification um, that, that, we're going to be that, that people are more kind of tempted into taking steps towards or falling, falling in. I, yeah. I mean, I think there's, uh, I think there's reasons for that, right? Like there's, there's, and it's a, a range of things. I think what you're describing is uh, not just pornography in like a yeah. traditional sense, but yeah, yeah. like there's other th- kinds of, I don't know, titillating things or, 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 yeah. or, or edgier things that maybe we feel like are, okay in this time i think for a lot of people i think for a lot of men and women there are in the midst of crises certain temptations that are like quote-unquote comfort temptations that they run to and i definitely think pornography or sexual lust in general Mm -hmm. is one of those things that is a very common thing for people to run to as like a an earthly form of quote unquote comfort, not yeah. that it actually provides comfort, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and for a lot of people, for a lot of men and women, those 
paths have been walked so steadily over the years mm. where something hard or difficult happens at work, something stressful happens in life. And those are things, those are paths that have been run on a lot as a source of earthly comfort or whatever. And I think that's why it's very dangerous in this time. Absolutely. Okay. So, so how, I mean, maybe in addition to the ways that we talked about, like just fighting the temptation towards screen time generally, how, how can people be fighting for uh, purity and fighting against that, that, that pull into the, into the titillating into whether it's pornography in that sense explicitly, or, you know, just a, a show that they're, that they, they know in their heart, like the reason they're engaging with it is because of the, um, because of that impact that it has on, on their eyes, right? Because of what they're looking for. Like how do people fight against that in a time like this when they are increasingly isolated, when they have to be on screens? So, more? so for, I mean, uh, when it comes to, especially like the fight against pornography or sexual lust, but I, I think in, in a lot of ways, um, I, I'm always encouraged and challenged by, you know, there's a, a Thomas Chalmers sermon, The Expulsive Power of a New Affection. Mm -hmm. And his, the, a lot of the argument that he makes in this, it's an old guy, I don't know, mm -hmm. from the 1800s or something, I think. Um, and you can look it up. It's a great, actually a really great sermon. But his point is the only way to get rid of like powerful affections that like pull on your heart, whether it's power and greed or pleasure or, or food or uh, sex or whatever it is, these things that pull on your heart is... They have to. They can't just be fought against against themselves. They actually have to be replaced with a higher and a stronger affection. Mm. And I think in this season, that's this is a, a really hard thing. But I think the, it's a similar fight that is true in all of life. But especially in this season, our fight for a closeness to God and a deep intimacy with God in this season is also a fight against sin. And the only way uh, for me, and I think for all of us, the way that you fight against uh, the temptations in your life, no matter what they are, whether it's entertainment and or food or like I said, or sex or whatever it is, is to find your satisfaction in Christ and feed your soul with truth of God and his word um, to crowd out those things. I mean, I think that is a really powerful and, and necessary approach in this season, and it's hard like we talked about last week with our uh, relationship with God and being out of rhythms and all those things we have to fight for the, the fight against those kinds of sins is a fight for a closeness and a deepness in our relationship with God which is one of those things that <clears throat> is gonna feel like it requires effort on the front but you know is gonna give you rest long term it's helpful to think like to remember that that it's not just well should I give in and get some comfort or should I you know, like work harder and like go after God. No, no, no. The idea is that like, it's going to take a little bit of effort on the beginning to focus on God. And then that affection is going to have an explosive power and it's going to do things. And that affection doesn't, and it's not, uh, yeah, I think that's really helpful. It's not like, Oh, you need to work really hard. It's like, you need to find your rest in God's active love towards you. Right. Which is a real thing that exists and that you can find actual rest in. And he loves you and that yeah. grace is real and that and then you can hold, you can, you can bank on that. Right. And so, but you have to, uh, you know, Brian always has the illustration. It was an illustration originally about sanctification, about um, how do you, uh, what role do we have in sanctification? What role does God have in sanctification? And Brian described it as, you know, uh, a hose, right? And 
God pouring out righteousness in the water of this hose Mm -hmm. and being sanctified is standing in front of the hose, putting yourself in a position to experience God's grace and love. It's sort of like, uh, and the other illustration I think you used is the command to go to sleep. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. you, you can't put yourself to sleep. What you do is you put yourself in a position to experience sleep. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, what we're talking about is putting yourself in a position to experience the grace and love of God so that that, affection can well up in you to fight against these other kinds of temptations. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get insomnia, you don't go stay awake then <laughs> when it's right, hard, you, you actually find ways to put yourself in a better position to go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, and I think the, the reason we're talking about this, right. Is to, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe can confirm to people that yeah, these temptations are going to be, uh, if you're experiencing these temptations more in a more heightened way, or any temptation in a more heightened way during this season, that that's normal, right? Like that ought to be expected when, when the, the heat gets turned up and when life gets harder and we're out of our routines, like these things are going, we should expect these things to well up in our hearts. We should expect these things to, and these temptations to come, come flying at us. Um, and in the face of them though, the, the answer is still the same, right? The, the ultimate hope we have in Christ, the, turning to him, crying out to him, seeking him, being captivated again with him, fighting for time in the word, fighting for inputs that, that um, encourage our hearts towards catching a glimpse of him instead of catching a glimpse of the, the things of this world. Again, he, he is sufficient and gives us, by his spirit, sufficient power to address and walk forward in these things in freedom even in a, a time like this. Um, but we have to remember that. We have to be reminded of that. We have to remember that, that these temptations are, uh, are real, that we can expect them, and that God meets us in the midst of that temptation, uh, giving us, and maybe even just with this podcast, like planting a little seed, giving us a way of escape. Um, we have to fight. That. We have to fight, right? Yeah. I think, I think there's a, maybe there's a temptation underneath it that says, Oh, this is a weird season. I'm just going to indulge myself in weird ways. Yeah. And I think that is extremely dangerous for a lot of reasons. Um, one, it's just bad for your soul mm-hmm. um, in general. But the other thing is you might be creating new – because of the length of this time, you might be creating new habits that are going to be really hard to break once we're out of this. Yeah. Well, and and the that's way really that, scary. Yeah, the way that this, it's not that you're just going to indulge yourself. It's that you're like, you feel like you're you are being put out in so many other areas. Yeah. Like I'm working so hard in other ways. My routine is so, obs- like you feel like you're already wearing someone, having to work harder. Uh-huh. So here's just one, you, we're all going to have one area where, or maybe several where it's like, well, so that I can just give in on this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's helpful to recognize that part of the, part of the fight we tend to think that uh, the problem is when you the, the line you cross is sort of what you look at or whether you've indulged in a particular way, and that's not true. Like the line you cross is the direction you're moving, mm. and that's like inc- incredibly helpful. Like you you'll find yourself watching things, going to places, or again, it doesn't have to be pornography is what we're talking about in a sense now, but any kind of temptation, things like self pity. Like there's there, there's ways that. Uh, food like there's a million ways that this can look and just put you can find yourself you're either going to be looking for joy or looking for a thrill and if you're looking for joy you're going to find yourself feeling much more prone to say in this small way 
I want to trend towards what's going to give me rest and joy that I know is real and true. Or if you're just looking for a thrill in very small ways, you're going to find yourself inching away from that. And then you find yourself surprised when you cross some big line you had that you had drawn in the sand when you'd been crossing little lines internally, looking for little thrills, little pieces of comfort and satisfaction along the way. That's where the fight is. And when you're isolated, that over for long periods of time, that's what happens mm-hmm. is it's these tiny little decisions of, you know what? I can watch that. It's not that big of a deal. You know, I can entertain this thought. It's not that big of a deal. I deserve this. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like I'm doing anything wrong. And maybe that's not even a conscious thought yet. But deep in your heart and your soul, you, you know what you're trending towards mm. and what you're trending away from mm-hmm. in these little moments of trying to grab something for yourself. And that's where the battle is. If, if, if you're looking at that and saying, I really want to trend towards something that's going to give me real rest and joy, even though it might seem a little harder on the front end, you're going to find yourself in a much better position to not create horrible habits and to not find yourself having sinned pretty greatly across the board in this mm-hmm. and having drained yourself in the process mm-hmm. so that yeah. you just end up like a kind of an empty husk by the end. And gosh, that sounds horrible, but we all know that's what's on the other end of the siren call of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if you're in the midst of that right now, I mean, I just, I just want to say if you're in the midst of that battle and maybe you feel like over the last few weeks, you've been losing that battle. Um, I just want to remind you again, like God's grace is sufficient for all of that, right? If you have been uh, kind of falling in some horrific ways, if, 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 if things have been piling on and and you feel like you're actually self-harming in that way, right? You're, you're, you're not helping yourself out. You, things are worse off than, than when you started. God's grace, God meets you in that moment with his grace, with his forgiveness, uh, speaks his, his, his grace. He speaks words not of condemnation, but of invitation into genuine repentance and power so that you can um, live the life he's called you to live, even in the midst of this, for his ultimate glory and for your greatest joy, because that's what he uh, desires the most is to glorify himself in you finding your rest, your uh, comfort, uh, your, um, your peace in, in him. And so there's, there's more we can talk about. There's more I want to talk about. We, um, I think in, in, in the coming weeks, we're going to try to talk about some of the other things that pop up in the midst of this and how the gospel speaks into them, whether it's anxiety, depression, things like that, other things that are, are in, in that sense, normal to this experience, but that God meets us in and shows us the way forward in. Um, but before we go, actually, that just the last thing I, I want to mention on this topic of, of screens and things like that, I, 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 was, I, I would encourage you to be aware of the fact that your kids are on screens more now than they ever have been before as well. Um, Their not, school districts might be encouraging. Totally encouraging. Right? And, and, and that's not to, to shame you for anything that you've been doing or any choice you've made, but just to be aware that all of these same temptations are going to be in front of them as well. And so we, we should be engaged with them in that, helping them um, fighting, helping them fight for the the right kind of, and for, for the kind of engagement that, that, that honors God. And, and also, I think just like if this is a, a time of greater temptation towards secret sins in our lives, I think it's going to be a time of greater temptations towards secret sins in our kids' lives as well. And so everything we can do to fight for for openness for accountability for um having deep conversations with them for um 
not allowing them to seclude themselves and and do things un you know beknownst us I, I think is is a grace towards them as well that, that that could be its own podcast but i also know that the the dynamics of navigating these waters and screens and parenting in this season are really really complex um so more than anything i just want to plant the the seed that it, it not only can you strive to love god yourself in this but as you engage with roommates and particularly with kids um, you can love them well by by thinking through these things increasingly as, as they have to engage in them. Too. We had a conference last year or two years ago on technology mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and parenting, and you had a document, Scotty, about um, covenant eyes and other like uh, things like that. Maybe there's a way we can find a way to post that again or something like that. Yeah, people. yeah, it's 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 on the website. Maybe we'll try to um, post it along with the. Um, uh, on on a on a blog or something, something like that. Yeah. I think so, something like that would probably be really yeah. really helpful now. So it's yeah. also worth mentioning just that yeah. screens are the screens are going to be the the way that temptation can come at us uniquely in this season. They can also be a way that we handle it in this season. And I think it's worth saying, it, you should be using a screen to talk to somebody else and confess your sins, or I mean, or a phone call. Yeah, but like oh, yeah. that needs yeah, to be totally. something like just the. If it's, com- if it's coming at you that way, then you can use it also as a way to fight it. And one of the best ways to do that is to get in front of another human being and not just wait until you've crossed some weird line you have in your head. Oh, here's where I've really done something wrong. Yeah. Like I can imagine people listening to this right now and just being like, okay, well, I'm not really there yet. Yeah, that's still a good reason to talk about your temptations with somebody else. And I would really, really strongly encourage you in a time of isolation with your community group, with someone you trust, whatever, don't just confess sins after the fact. Talk about temptation before the fact. Yeah. Be really open and honest with people and be really open and honest with God. All these podcasts kind of come together in, in that particular way. Um, and leverage the screens that are the source of temptation to be the source of you, you know, striving for holiness and for actual rest and joy too. Yeah. That's a great place to end. And super in, I think, I think the, of key importance, reach out to those around you, uh, confession even if it's just of like the temptation of uh, is is a huge part of how god wants to deal with this in our lives um, reach out to your community group leaders to a friend in your community group if you don't know who else to reach out to to reach out to us yeah. we'd be happy to, to to talk with you walk with you through this as well so um know that we love you and we will see you uh virtually on sunday <laughs>